0: To another week of.
3: Whoa, 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 whoa. Welcome back to another week of Tis the Podcast, (laughs) the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year, despite Tom's trolling attitude. I'm Anthony. I'm Julia.
0: (laughs) And I'm Tom. And I'm not trolling attitude, it's I want to make sure we have an actual fan of this movie hosting tonight. (laughs) Oh, Thomas. Starting
2: off on a high note here.
0: How's your week been? uh, Disney Plus came out, which has made this week pretty amazing.
2: That's accurate. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Oh my gosh. It's so good. It has Willow.
0: I've been watching the original Darkwing Duck.
2: Me too! That's the
0: first thing I watched (laughs) after those movies.
2: Me
3: too!
0: (laughs) Watched uh, the origin story of Bushwhacked. (laughs) Oh, it's so much funnier now than I even remembered it. I know it was good, but man, it's funnier now.
2: The movie Bushwhacked with what's-his-face in it?
0: No, no. The character
3: Bushwhack.
2: Oh, gotcha.
3: Dr. Okay. Bushwhack. Did you watch The Mandalorian, Julia?
2: Not yet. I haven't had time to sit and do...
3: I want to like, see what you pay thought attention
2: thought to stuff. Have you watched the... it all?
3: No, there, it's only one episode a week.
2: They're releasing it weekly. Okay, cool.
3: hmm
2: Interesting. I've got a list of stuff to watch. My watch list is very long.
3: Mm-hmm. All righty. You guys must be excited, right? Friends reunion next year.
2: Friends reunion? Remember I'm on a social media fast. I've seen none of this stuff. On
3: on HBO Max, one off Friends Reunion, because they're getting friends. No. Yep. Yep.
2: Are they gonna is it like an episode or is it like all of them together talking about the show friends?
3: It's TBD. No, they haven't confirmed that yet. I that's what the speculation is though, right? yes it's What's speculated to be an episode
2: mm. but
3: they haven't confirmed it yet wow
2: well, it's exciting
3: i mean the math would work out for it to be emma's 18th birthday where they did the video recording for her for her 18th oh. birthday so it was just something funny like that that's an excuse to bring them together oh i well, suddenly Shirley, feel very um, nauseous thinking about that <laughs> i loved that Shirley, episode.
2: I did too. It's one of my favorite episodes, Emma's birthday. I wonder if Jack and them are dead. I hope not.
3: They're not Surely dead. because they're the alive. actors are still
2: alive. But you know in the video, he's like, mm-hmm. heart disease kills women too or whatever. <laughs> I'm talking to you from beyond the grave. <laughs> I hope they're still alive.
3: Isn't it funny that streaming services Sudden. were originally like meant to so we could all cut the cord, and now like everyone's getting their streaming services, and all the content's being split up, and it's like
2: it's like another version of cable.
3: Yeah, that's all it is. Uh, it's just all
0: it's doing is bringing back piracy. I mean, piracy is—they're—they're they're talking about how much stuff is being downloaded now, and it's only going to get worse.
3: Okay, so let's not waste any time let's hop right in tonight we are covering the brand new brand new 2019 disney plus original movie noel
2: this is like the newest quickest time we've ever gotten to a movie it is it's kind of exciting
0: that's because we all got our disney plus subscription early i feel like with as many times as we're saying disney plus they should be paying us
2: they really right. should be paying us lots of monies. The amount of times we
3: praise Disney and Disney content in general, even before this, yeah, they should. Yes. Uh, so we've
0: all seen Noel. Um, at least one of us has seen it three times so far this week. <laughs>
1: um,
0: how many times have you seen it, Anthony? Do you just see it the once? Twice. Twice. Julia, how about you?
2: You're my slacker. I've seen it once. Oh yeah. You Although I would watched have watched it, it more frequently. Yeah, I did.
0: Um anyway well we're yes. excited because we are joined tonight by Reyes stevens who you if you have watched this movie you have heard her in it and a couple of times she has two songs tis the season and jingle jangle thank you for joining us tonight
1: absolutely thank you guys for having me
0: this is so much fun um yeah so why don't you Tell us a little bit, like, uh, did you write these songs specifically for the movie? Had you written them before and they got picked up by Disney? Like, how did you get involved with Noel? What's your st- What's the story?
1: Well, I'm just honestly just such a lover of Christmas and especially of Christmas music. I mean, I've made a lot of music throughout the years. I've been a songwriter since I was just a little kid, just always been, you know, so compelled by writing and composition. And... Over the years, I've made so much stuff that has um, that I'm very proud of, but all of a sudden, I kind of hit a wall about a year and a half ago in 2017, and I just said, you know what? I just want to write an all-original Christmas album that harkens back to the classics um, that we all know and love, but that has a fresh take on it. Um, so that's what I did. and. My dear friend, John Kubis, uh, you guys may have seen him on Dancing with the Stars. He's the keyboard player and one of the arrangers on the show. And you always see him waving at the camera Uh, for a lot of years. And I just asked him, I said, Hey, would you want to do this with me? And so we did, we created an, we made an album called Celebrate. um, And a lot of those guys, the brass alumni from Dancing with the Stars is on the album and, it's really retro and really, really fun. It and does. It has a
0: really classic feel.
3: Hmm.
1: Thank you. That's. I was. I wanted it to sound <laughs> timeless because. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that you know. I you want people to pull, get you know, listen to your stuff year after year after year. And so we made the album, and then it was too late last year. We didn't get it done until um, October. Sorry, I was up like three nights in a row with all the mastering and all of that. And we didn't get it in the can until December 17th or October 17th. And then it was released on October 19th, which is way past the season for any Mm -hmm. potential placements and films or commercials or anything like that. So this year, 2019, you know, over the summer, I was just, you know, sending it out and, hoping for the best and a guy named Steven Scharf from, uh, he's got a company called SSC entertainment. Mm -hmm. He heard the song in a forum and just hit me up and said, you know, Hey, these are some great tunes. And it was so funny because I think he, we ended up, you know, doing a little licensing agreement between the two of us on a Friday, and then on Monday, the songs were placed in Noel.
0: It was that oh my, fast. It, was, it
1: happened that fast. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's
0: awesome. That fast. That's amazing.
1: I know, mm-hmm. and I can not believe it, because I guess, you know, the whole thing that I love so much about Christmas is the, you know, it, it just feels like you're having this lush experience, and you're wrapped in these feelings of security. I mean, not everybody. There's a lot of people that don't really have those memories of Christmas, from childhood but i do and so just to have mm-hmm. those first couple placements be in noel and then to see the movie i thought oh my gosh you know there's something to this universe and just you know the magic of it Was
3: did it they tell brutal? you anything about the movie before you I signed i
1: not know thing one i didn't know anything i just went well you know what i mean disney is fabulous i mean my dad is a great composer and piano player and what's so funny about all this is that my dad worked for disney as an arranger and an orchestrator when i was a baby i don't even think i was born yet actually i wasn't even born and he was the um orchestrator arranger and composer for the mickey mouse club when it was the facts of life (gasps) oh my gosh that's (laughs) awesome like we have these pictures of lisa welchel you know holding my sister because she'd come over and record in my dad's studio. (sighs) And that was, um, a really magical time in my dad's career. So it was really cool because he laughed. He said, Oh my gosh, it's so funny. It's like the, and he's been out of the business for many, many years and just kind of hung up his hat years ago. And so it just, you know, I've had a lot of TV placements and things like that, but Disney is so special yeah. So special, and it's so near and dear to my my family experience. Mm-hmm. To so many people's family experience. So I it, it's just such an honor. Such a, such an yeah, honor. it's like full circle.
2: That's what I was going to say. He must be so yeah. proud of you.
1: He really mm-hmm. is. I mean, it just kind of it's such a tender, tender thing to share because he knows all of the struggles that I've been through over the years and warned me about all of those. You know, all of the. <laughs> and, you know, of course, to just say, "Hey, Dad, guess what." And he, I mean, he paused and just went, i will all be
2: damned.
1: And then to see the movie and it's so innocent and wrapped in those feelings of security and, and that it's a mm-hmm. female empowerment movie mm-hmm. just really is wonderful. I love that the world has changed so much. It's like... It's retro, but it's a modern movie. hmm hmm I love that.
0: Yeah. I did too, a lot. It was so good.
1: It was so good. <laughs> and isn't Anna Kendrick just adorable? Yes, yes. Oh, she's so adorable she, every year. She is
3: so tiny in real life, though.
1: Is she really? <laughs> well, well, you, know, you can see it when she's... You, know.
3: you can see
0: that when she's, like, next to Shirley MacLaine, even. Like, she just looks... <laughs> Like a little elf person.
1: Yeah, um, and Shirley I MacLaine. Mean, I mean, how amazing
0: to have your music in a movie with Shirley MacLaine. That's pretty big time. Like,
1: yeah, that's it's awesome. pretty awesome. But I mean, to me, Shirley MacLaine is like I don't know if you've ever listened to any of her um, interviews, especially with Oprah. But she's just an incredible human being. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I'm a yeah, and, and a Hollywood icon.
1: Yeah, Yeah. but she was talking about so many spiritual things before it was even a thing. Before it was even a, um, you know, something that anybody discussed other than behind closed doors. I just, the whole cast and Bill Hatter, of course, is really cool and yeah. He's
0: a pretty big celebrity here in Tulsa. Yep, yeah, is He's from Tulsa. He's from Tulsa, oh. so mm-hmm. and that's where Julie and I are. So we uh, we have uh, a real love for Bill Hader, for mm-hmm. sure.
1: Hader, okay. Pardon me. Now I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I know.
0: That's awesome. So, uh, aside from these songs, if you had something to tell people to go look up and listen to, what's your what's your favorite song you've got out right now?
1: I have a lot of. Uh, there's that whole album, the entire Celebrate album uh-huh. is really special. The songs that everybody gravitates to are the real up-tempo um, songs like Happy Holiday. That went to number two on the Billboard charts last year, which blew me and my team away because it came to the of John Legend's single. And oh my we goodness. Like, How did this happen? And... um so so people gravitate to that and to Jingle Jangle, of course. I really love the deep end kind of songs. Like, I love Snowfall. That's a song um, on the album that's all about my hometown. And just, you know, how you, you grow up. And you Like, I used to ride my bike all over my little hometown because it was kind of out in the country. And there was really nothing to do. And I would just dream about making it big someday and write my little songs and have my basket on my bike with my, you know, my spiral notebook and I'd go sit under a tree and write songs. And I was such a geek. <laughs> and, <laughs> and just that whole experience, I couldn't wait to get out of there. Just couldn't yeah. wait. To be, and now when I come home, you know, or go go back there, it's so... Built out and all of that stuff, but it's just you know, I, lo- I love the lyric of that. The, uh, the chorus is now, I just want to feel the chill creeping in these old fashioned window panes again, mm-hmm. old floorboards that give you up just as you're barely sneaking in. You know, like I remember being a teenager and you just step. <laughs> 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 All of that. So I love Snowfall. I really love Celebrate. And probably Fly Past My Roof. Fly Past My Roof is so sexy. Sexy, sexy. (laughs) And really timeless. It's a big band. John Kubis did a brilliant big band arrangement on it. Um, I just, I mean, of course, I know people cherry pick their favorites, but I would hope that people would, you know put the album in while they're decorating the tree or baking the cookies or, I mean, people tell me it's great to listen to in their car. Cause it's, it's a Christmas album, but it's kind of a year round experience. Not every song has a Christmas message. I mean, there's a song on there um, called come in from the cold. It's just about winter, but it's about the winter in your own life where you're having to reconcile with yourself You know, how much more am I going to do, invest in these things that are not growing? So that, and that's a song, it's a song that I wrote for my mother that, you know, has seen me through so many snot cries and all of that. (laughs) 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 Like, you know what? As
2: mothers should.
1: As a mother should. Oh, I know. She's just, (laughs) she gets so, why don't you just, you know, why don't you just get out of Los Angeles? Why don't you just. Why you just move up here? And why, you know? But creative—it's a creative hub here, and you know. But I'm such a small town person, so. Mm-hmm. so. Those songs come in from the cold, fly past my roof, snowfall, celebrate.
0: And for those that's of a whole you who,
1: album, are... right? I can't choose; they're my kids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's why I only have one kid, because I'm pretty sure I'm going to have no problem choosing.
3: Um, so
1: Lucky for that child. <laughs> So
3: so two (laughs) quick questions for you. Two really quick Mm -hmm. questions for you. One, you're a fan of all the old classical Christmas music. What's your favorite Christmas song?
1: Ooh, That's as hard as
2: what's your favorite Santa?
1: Okay, (laughs) I gotta say, I mean, there are so many, but the one that just kills me every time is the first Noel. Especially Mariah Carey's version, that iconic. Mm -hmm. I love the spiritual... You know, the gospel-y kind of ones that are really rich and deep and gorgeous. Um, but I love Winter Wonderland, too. I just feel it's mm-hmm. so bouncy and playful and kind of mid-tempo, but just so full of energy. What about you guys? Mm-hmm.
3: Well, well, before we answer, second question for you. Okay. <laughs> what do you think about Run? <laughs> what do you think about Run <laughs> dance? <laughs> I'm sorry. What do you think about Run DMC's Christmas and Hollis"? It's
1: hilarious.
2: But it's <laughs> not a Christmas song,
0: right? It's definitely not a Christmas song. It's a Christmas song. It is not.
1: I've heard it. I've heard it. I had a neighbor who lived down the street with me for years who was this Run DMC fan. And I had to suffer. Just kidding. No, I mean, I've heard all of that, you know, that entire catalog. And I actually went to a Run DMC concert.
0: Is Run DMC's Christmas and Hollis a Christmas song?
1: Well, yeah, for all intents and purposes, I guess it's, you know. I mean, it's kind of like in that, you know how there's the, like, okay, if I'm going to watch a a Christmas movie, I'm not necessarily going to put on a, a really, really dark one. I mean, I like mm-hmm. the independent Christmas movies, but it's kind of like an independent Christmas song, right? Like a it's, it's a dark – the, the Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's a legit description. I get that. See, so for Tom, he says it's not a Christmas song because even though they talk about Christmas, that there's like no Christmas feels at all about it. But Anthony's like, no, the content is Christmas. Therefore, it is a Christmas song.
0: Christmas time in hell is more of a Christmas song than <laughs> – Christmas and Hollis. <laughs>
2: It'll never be reconciled on the podcast. Oh, no, no.
0: We've been arguing about this for two years.
3: <laughs> Literally <laughs> since episode one. Yep.
0: yep.
1: That's so, two so years. funny. So when you're you ready have, for Christmas. Oh. everything back there. Wow, you guys.
3: That's
1: funny.
0: <laughs> Julia has hers out too. You can't see it because she records in her bedroom away from her 37 yeah. kids.
1: That's right. <laughs>
0: oh or five or four. I can't keep track.
2: It's the same. It's all the same.
0: Once once you hit a certain number, it's just all the same. Uh, so, yeah. what do you put on? What do you put on at home when you're ready for for Christmas season? What what movie do you put on, Rhea?
1: Ooh. Um,
0: what's your first Christmas well, okay. season movie? Okay,
1: I have a movie. Okay, have you guys seen While You Were Sleeping with Sandra Bullock?
3: Oh yeah,
0: yes, we've covered it, of
1: course. Oh yeah, okay. that one I watch over and over and over mm-hmm. and over and over for so many reasons. There there's so many great things about it. I love, of course, Elf. I've -hmm. seen it a billion times. (laughs) I love um, Miracle on 34th Street. I love that one. What's the one with, uh, you know, the dad who becomes Santa? What is this movie? The Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Claus. Yes. Why can't I think of that? (laughs) I love that. I think that's that one is really cool. I mean, there's so many. um,
0: That's Anthony's. One of Anthony's all-time favorites.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep. That movie's hilarious. Mm-hmm. it's great. Right. Oh, Home Alone. <laughs> I mean, come on. Home Alone <laughs> never gets old. That And Macaulay Culkin is just, you just want to like, I don't know, knit him a sweater or something. We've,
0: <laughs> we <can't do. laughs> We've been bugging the crud out of that guy on Twitter to try to get him to come on our podcast and he just keeps ignoring us.
2: <laughs> you know what? He'll cave. We <laughs> really do appreciate you coming on. I know that we haven't quite gotten within our own discussion to the point where we talk about how much we love the movie, but Tom and I really loved this movie and we're hopeful that Anthony also loved the movie either way. um, Thank you so much for coming on. Your songs really did add that beautiful Christmas atmosphere to this movie where I think this movie is like tops on atmosphere. Oh man. I mean, I'm going to add it to my Christmas every year. And and your music just really contributed to that, right? It added to the jolliness of it. I Like you said, I love the throwback feel of your songs, but the lyrics being modern. And so they were like the perfect addition. So well done. We were yeah, uh, so, so excited. Awesome. I know that Anthony and I were so excited when we got, a message from Tom saying that you might be interested in coming on. So that was a total thrill. So thank you for joining
1: us. Oh, I was so thrilled to be invited. Thank you so much for having me. And if any of your listeners, can I do a little shameless plug, (laughs) please go for it. Yeah, please please. do. Okay. If you guys want to check out my album, you can stream it or you can purchase signed CDs. um, Or of course you can get it um, just digital versions on my website at reyastevens.com and that's stevens www.rehyastevens.com and just go to the music page all the music is right right there and if you order a cd i'll write you a special note and sign your cd with something really personal and cool and uh and just thank you guys so much and and I think it is so cool that you have this podcast. You guys are so much fun. <laughs> oh, thank
2: well, you. Well, thanks.
1: Yeah. Thank All you. All right.
2: Buddy. Well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Bye. See you guys soon. Bye. Bye-bye.
3: Okay. So, Noel. Julia, do you want to give us a last synopsis?
2: Sure. Chris Kringle's daughter, Noelle, is full of Christmas spirit and holiday fun, but wishes she could do something important, like her beloved brother, Nick, who's set to take over for their father this Christmas. Hijinks ensue when Nick goes missing. How will Noelle save Christmas? Will she save Christmas? And will this Christmas look the same as last Christmas?
3: That was good. That was pretty good, good. right? That was good improv at the end there, because I know you got the That's first part from Google, right?
2: I did. I got a little mixy mash. I had a runway and then...
3: (laughs) And then you took off. I did. I took off. (laughs) I like the
0: improv, Julia. Well done. Thank you. I just feel like they're better when they come from us. Not to say that other people can't do decent plot synopsis, but ours sound like us.
2: You and Anthony are the only ones that ever do improv. I never do it. And y'all always sound great.
0: Yours sounded great too. You should do it more.
3: Yes.
2: All right. We'll see.
3: So this movie was originally planned by Disney to be a theatrical release and then they saved it for Disney Plus to launch on opening day. Did you say it was supposed to be a theatrical release? Yep. A decision we can talk about later because I do want to talk about that. Hmm. And <laughs> before we get into our overall thoughts about this film, let's run through the cast real quick because wait, wait, wait. Can we go through histories? <laughs> let's let's go through histories tom what's your history
0: i've seen this movie three times this week
3: (laughs) and mind and mind you listeners we're recording this two days after it dropped yeah even if it's not dropping for two weeks that's when we recorded it julia what's your history
2: my plan was to get in at least two watches of this but that didn't work out. So I've seen it once but I'm fresh coming off it tonight. So just once.
3: I saw it twice. I watched it
2: two in the first. same day or day and no, then
3: day? day one and then the next day.
2: Alright. So. Because you liked it.
3: So before we get into overall thoughts about this film let's, let's run through the cast real quick. Uh, playing our heroine and Santa's daughter is noelle kringle is anna kendrick who was in twilight she was in up in the air she was in the pitch perfect trilogy 50 50 she was in twilight into the woods yeah. mike and wedding dates She's she one was in friends jessica one of the human friends that was her first big movie role Huh. Mm-hmm. what's your favorite she was anna in kendrick?
2: Love with edward to Twilight movies? No, I don't know. I don't Pitch have a Perfect. favorite. This is probably my favorite. I've never seen Pitch Perfect.
0: Oh, are you serious? Am I, I know, right? Company?
2: That's the reaction I get.
0: <laughs> uh, or not my last company. When I worked for uh, Compose, it was required watch to be a part of our team. You had to watch Pitch oh,
2: Perfect. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> okay, so you're saying I should watch it. I really like Trolls too. Does that count for a favorite? Somebody that's animated.
3: It counts. It counts. But you should Do definitely you like watch. Trolls? I liked Up in the Air. I'm not the biggest Anna Kendrick fan. I think she's cute. I think she's very Anna kendrick in all of her roles. <laughs> I think yes. she's one of those actresses, and no, through no fall of her own, who's always cast to play the same part. I would like to see her, you know, try, go against type sometime. Huh. She, her book was hilarious. She's hilarious on social media. She's very short in real life. I'm about head and... A head and half taller than her? Larger than that. She was in Heels when I met her, and I was still taller than her.
2: Wow. She's 5'2".
3: Playing Nick Kringle, Noelle's brother and Santa's son. And the next in line to be Santa Claus himself is Bill Hader. She's been in a million different things. SNL, Superbad, Tropic Thunder, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Night at the Museum, Men in Black. Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs, Inside Out, Finding Dory, Monsters University. I didn't realize he did so many Pixar. Uh-huh. He's on Barry currently on HBO. Uh, he was in It, Chapter 2. Uh, he's always very Bill Hatery. Mm-hmm.
1: He's another one
3: who's always very Bill Hatery. <laughs> Except, you know what? He does kind of go against type in Barry. And that's well, why I really like Barry.
0: Does he, though, that much? I mean, he's still...
3: He, he's not as okay. He's not as Bill Hatery in that. He's a little more serious. A little more serious. In that.
2: <laughs> What's
3: your favorite Bill Hater?
2: Stefan. Stefan. <laughs> Stefan. <laughs> 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 <Boof. laughs> I, I love Stefan. <laughs> like my favorite roles of Bill Hater are all Saturday Night Live because he can't keep a straight face. And those are my favorite people on Saturday Night Live
0: you love jimmy fallon too for that reason
2: i do and horatio okay. sands was always one of my favorites
3: uh speaking of jimmy fallon did you see him and kirsten bell's disney mashup melody in 10 minutes no. all the disney songs it was awesome, no. awesome? yeah they they I just it was all over social medias today i guess promoting first and two but it was awesome
2: that's why i haven't seen
3: i don't know what my favorite bill hater is I like him. Did not like Stefan. He was definitely not my favorite weekend update. Sorry, guys. You did not
1: like Stefan? Oh
3: my gosh. He was amazing. (laughs) He was always hitting on. But I like Bill Hader. He's pretty affable. Playing Polly, Noelle's childhood nanny, is the famous Shirley McLean. And where do you start with her? Right? What's your favorite Shirley McLean, guys?
2: Steel Magnolias.
0: I knew Wiza. Oh, Weeza, I
2: love her as
0: Weeza. <laughs> Man, Julia, we are like right on <laughs> one off Like so, I on-
2: am not a Shirley MacLaine fan. That's the thing. Like, I totally respect her for what she does. I liked the apartment pretty well, but like, I love her in Steel Magnolias.
3: I love her in terms of endearment. What?
0: <laughs> no, I was thinking. I was of something.
3: I was trying to think of her in terms of endearment. It took me a minute. Oh. yeah that was my favorite playing Gabriel Kringle uh <laughs> noel and chris's noel and Nick's um techie brother cousin cousin, cousin. cousin was yep cousin yeah, I caught myself is Billy <laughs> Eichner who we've definitely talked about on the show, but he's not actually been in any... No, yeah, he's not actually been in anything we covered. We've talked about him in reference to Parks and Rec. Parks and, the Lion and Rec. King. Right, uh, he wasn't in any of those
0: episodes. He toned down for this role so much that he's almost unrecognizable.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: He, always, he gets that
2: jaw jet a few times around, like, there he is. You know, yeah. where he looks like he's got an underbite a little bit. But, Yeah he even didn't still, know who he was I he was him. still
3: billy eichner to me i didn't yeah i don't not a fan he was billy eichner to me
0: <laughs> you're feeling very billy eichner to me tonight
3: no, that's okay tom you feel billy eichner to me every night <laughs> <laughs> let's see mrs kringle mrs claus is played by julie Haggerty. Um, who I loved in Airplane and Airplane absolutely. Two, absolutely,
2: <laughs> absolutely. Is that when your she favorite? She talks jive then, is my Julia? Favorite thing ever. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. The scene where she talks jive is one of my favorite movie scenes of all time ever. She's her, my um, favorite.
3: My favorite is her in Family Guy. You you've never seen Airplane, have you, Tom? Yeah, I think no. this has come up before. Yeah, we were talking. <gasps> remember, That's we right. said we had to do that as a Patreon. We still we yes. do at some point.
0: Absolutely. But she plays. We must. She plays Lois's sister Carol on Fair Family Guy. Yeah. Marries Adam. She's on there pretty
2: regularly. Yeah. All right.
0: She's recurring. She married Adam West. Oh really? Uh-huh. Like uh huh. Like in the show, Adam. I'm
2: assuming, not in yeah. real life.
3: Yeah, he plays Adam West on the show. Playing Jake Hapman, who is the not romantic lead, but kind of flirty detective guy in this film, is Kingsley Ben Adir, who's best known for Netflix's "The OA.": The What?: I've seen yeah, it: The OA: The OA.::
2: Oh, no, I have not seen that. But oh, it looks like he was in that. World War z so that's exciting.
3: I know, I saw that, but uncredited? What, like, does that mean? He was, like, just, like, one of the zombies or something? Oh,
2: Officer Hawkins. I bet he's one of those officers at the base.
3: Everybody should be uncredited because they destroyed that book. They destroyed that book, which is one of the best books.
2: That book book is is
3: incredible.
0: It's an amazing post-apocalyptic book. It is just – the way it is put together is – and when I was reading it and they announced that they were going to make the movie of World War Z – and I went back and reread it before the movie. I'm like, because in my mind, I could think, this is not going to make a movie. And really, the only thing it shares is a title and character names.
2: Oh, really? None I of love it that is, movie.
0: Read the book. The book. Is I mean, so if much. it's
2: so different, I can still love the movie and love the book, right? You, just you separate can. separate the two. You, yeah.
0: Maybe. I can't.
2: You can't. I freaking no, love I just... that movie. <laughs> that's, that's like the day after tomorrow. If it comes on TV, I can't turn it off. I have to watch it.
0: Oh, that movie is to. so incredibly. I love that movie. Top. It's good. It's good. It's just... I do. I
2: love oh, hold on. it
1: so much.
2: <laughs> do I need to get a Christmas singing clock? Because let's be real here. I'm the only one that doesn't have one.
3: <laughs>
1: you, you do, do need, need
0: one. Anthony.
3: My, but the batteries run out.
2: Oh, We've had that's this clock. Christmas
0: we were evening. just talking tonight. We've had this clock for at least a decade and never changed the batteries.
3: Wow. <laughs> Uh,
2: But I kept mine out all year.
3: He was in Pinky Uh, Blinders. Did y'all watch Pinky Blinders? Yep.
2: I think I watched the first season and then was done.
3: It's so dark and violent. So those are the main players. So why don't we jump right in? So overall thoughts on this film, like just preliminary overall thoughts, Julia. Well,
0: hold on, Anthony, because I want to play a game here. I want to know if you like it or not. (laughs) just a yes or no and then i want to when you say no i want to say i think i know why
2: oh so do you like julia. it or not oh
3: <laughs> julia
0: you should what have are
2: you posted tom what are your overall you thoughts. Like. I
3: tried <laughs> you didn't back me up
2: i i you <laughs> oh, can blame it on if, me
3: if my answer is no you can rebut me tom mm-hmm. and guess why before i say why okay i want to i want to see if i know why okay but julia your history first your overall,
2: overall thoughts, thoughts of this movie um i was delighted the entire way through um this movie is like one of the most christmasy feeling movies i've seen in quite some time um from the wardrobe to the sets to the music to the i mean i loved i loved it i really enjoyed this movie this movie was a lot of fun It reminded me a lot of my Christmas Chronicles experience last Christmas, where I was not expecting the world right, but ended up just like very, very happy, very happy. Um, I love this movie. I'm a big fan.
3: Tom?
0: This movie is in my Christmas canon now. I adore it. It filled a specific niche that I have felt lacking in Christmas movies uh, for quite some time. It was fun. It was lighthearted, even when it gets deep. And the there's um, we hit our conflict throughout of the story. It's still a very positive feel, and I like that a lot. I like mm-hmm. it. I agree with you. I don't know how they made Phoenix
3: look Christmasy. But they did. Phoenix didn't look Christmassy, and that oh, was part of my problem with this freaking movie.
0: It did though when uh, they were
3: at the when they were in that area
0: where they had like the palm trees with Christmas lights and stuff. It was fun when they were at the mall mm-hmm. area, the outdoor mall.
3: It did look Christmassy. I completely disagree. Eh, well, you're outvoted, two to one. Okay, so that, that's fine. Tomatoes has it at a forty-three percent, which I think is about right. at forty-three.
0: It's over six. Over six on IMDb, and so we've already said what well, we don't look at I- Rotten Tomatoes for our advice. You've been one of the biggest critics of Rotten Tomato, mister. I'm gonna quote Rotten
3: Tomato right now. <laughs> okay,
0: so now we know the answer. Anthony doesn't like it, and I'm gonna say, No, 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 no.
3: I'm gonna say, okay, you can say why you think I don't like it, but then let me finish what I think of the film.
0: No, go ahead and finish, so, say what you think of the film, and then I'll tell you.
3: Okay, the parts I've liked about this film. I really liked, borderline loved. The things I didn't like about this film, which is about half of it, hence I said the 43% is about right for me, Mm -hmm. I really didn't like. So Tom, why don't you guess why I didn't, what it is, in your opinion, I didn't like.
0: I'm going to go out on a limb and say you did not like Anna Kendrick's character.
3: Nope, I loved her. Oh, I think she was this redeeming part of this film. Okay,
0: I was I was going to say because some people have have said that. It's I mean, like she was she
3: was Anna Kendrick. She was. Well, she was I thought
0: I felt more. She was Buddy the Elf. Anna Kendrick. I Buddy you
3: Elf. you said that in Slack, and I completely disagree. Which
0: with I which I love though. Oh, even even like when she tastes the the
3: sunscreen, it's the same face Buddy the Elf makes mm-hmm. when he with the coffee uh, with the coffee. And that's uh, one of my other problems with this film. It does what other Christmas films did in a worse way. It tried to do things what Elf did. It tried to do the Miracle on 34th Street sign language language scene which was not nearly as effective which made me roll my eyes. It tried to cry. do a lot of things <laughs> almost classic, classic movies did and it didn't do it as well. And I'll, te- and I'll tell you what would have made this film better for me because, like I said, I did love the parts I did. I'd liked. I really liked, and it it was mainly Anna Kendrick. They wasted Bill Hader. She hmm. could have been an only child and focused on her becoming the first female Santa and done it, and focused on that rather than have this whole thing with Bill Hader in Phoenix and everything like that i would have much preferred had they focused on that because i loved maybe the last third of this film when they give santa, the santa role to her and she's learning to become santa i loved all of that and how they focused the whole movie on this arc of her being santa's only child and a woman and she's going to be the first woman santa i loved the whole female empowerment thing if they had focused on that without the bill Hader subplot i would have really enjoyed this film really Hmm. really enjoyed this film Hmm. but the stuff in phoenix and bill hader and the detective give me a break i feel (laughs) and and the cgi the cgi the same stupid thing as those elves and i'm sorry no excuse for disney For Disney, you are worth more than half the countries on this planet, and you can't make reindeer. You made reindeer look more realistic in the first Santa Claus movie than this freaking movie. Sorry. But, oh, my God. And this was supposed to be a theatrical release? I'll say this. You know what? If this is the quality we're going to get on Disney+, Plus, but yet on the same streaming platform, you get a Star Wars live-action TV show? Week to week, that looks 10 times better than this. You got up your game, Disney. The CGI was bad. And that's the one company that should have no excuse. Hallmark, fine. You have an excuse, even though you don't do CGI. ABC Family, fine. But Disney, that irked me so much. <laughs> that CGI, that stupid reindeer. Ugh. Snow cone? Snow cone. I, I don't think reindeers bleat
0: either yeah exactly he was a goat <laughs> he was bleeding they don't bleed um the I... the only thing i'll agree with anthony on in his entire unhinged rant that we just were subjected to right now um is the cgi was bad i think you can tell that they decided to go from theatrical i mean I, I, let's just be honest they decided to go from theatrical release to Disney Plus during editing, and they obviously cut the CGI budget. I mean, I, there's no way- 100? That. That's- They never would have put no that- There's no way. Paid. They would not have put that Absolutely. on a theater, theatrical release. Absolutely. The costumes were amazing. The costumes loved- and mm-hmm. scenery. The scenery at the North Pole, oh, so beautiful. It was. Yep. Um, Santa was awesome. The original Santa. Santa
2: was awesome.
0: I thought uh, he looked
3: like a small Santa.
0: I didn't like no, of the I other. Was Santa. Great. Oh, I thought he was great. One of the other things that, um, so since we're, we're getting our qualms out, um, so in this time, the months leading up that Bill Hader is becoming Santa, there's no physical transformation, which I don't buy if he's going to be Santa. <laughs> there needs mm-hmm. to be some sort of, either just like Tim Allen's transformation, there was no transformation. But I'm going to mm-hmm. push back and say I thought Anna Kendrick was adorable. I thought her Buddy the Elf esque was amazing, and I loved it. That's <laughs> the niche that I don't think has been feel- filled. That like childish wonder of the North Pole in the real world has. Whoa, been- whoa, whoa, whoa! I wasn't disagreeing. I said Anna Kendrick was my favorite part of the film. Right, but I'm sa- you said that they, that they just did what other Christmas movies did before, and that wasn't good. And I think that the, uh that stuff was good. That scene, and I posted this in Slack. That scene where she learned sign language for that little girl and didn't know what she was doing. I literally, I felt the tears welling up. I thought I was
2: going to yeah. cry. I and cried. And
3: Richard Attenborough.
2: So I, so what I liked about that scene, I but liked Richard the evolution of her turning into Santa. Exactly. I liked how they explained that. There's different Santa mythologies, right? I liked that. And, and
3: I think a large part of this, my dislike for this film, real quick, was, is that it comes down to Santa's sensibility. It's not my favorite Santa mythology. I'd never liked Santa yeah. with kids or passing that on right. in general.
2: But I liked how she had she had these things, right? She had the spark, and the spark meant she could surprisingly – magically miraculously understand other languages and just be able to do that I liked how that was it wasn't years of study it wasn't her you know growing up as Santa's kid and learning all these yep. languages. it was like look you got it or you don't and when you got it you got it right
1: and yep. it I like, like we
2: talked before about how Santa's how we've been bothered by the Linus moment happening and happening inside of our Santa character before because we're like Santa shouldn't need a Linus moment because Santa should be, you know, already there. Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. But
2: I really liked that aspect of Noelle's character, that she was very self-serving at the beginning and that her Linus moment was actually embodying that spirit of Christmas and of Santa. And that it happened inside of her. And See, I loved that.
3: So I liked that the Linus moment. I, I loved her speech at the end when they give her the Santa Claus title. I loved that mm-hmm. whole scene, but I think they didn't sell. I didn't buy her as completely self-serving at the beginning. Like both times, I was like, "Oh, they make her out to be this selfish." I didn't find her completely like self-serving, even at the. Beginning. I didn't know she either. wasn't like, terrible like to hate her. She, and they were trying to build that
0: in. They were trying to build us up to that, which I didn't buy. Like the yeah, letter she, no. the letter she got from her mom that Snow Cone brought. Was just mm-hmm. total BS. It's like no, like it, it goes back to that. Am I my brother's keeper? You know, concept. Like, why is she responsible if he's supposed to be Santa? Why is the North Pole mad at her? That's just that whole that whole part of this was just ridiculous. Because if he's supposed to be Santa, he's supposed to be Santa. Like, that's his job. He doesn't need his his baby sister to to inch him along. That was annoying. That uh, we have this entitled nepotism of Santa. That's that's the part I didn't like. That that Bill when when they were making bill Hader, when he was supposed to be santa and he didn't want to do it and he's like spoiled kid who wants to focus on himself that really annoyed me and then how how it's not that they it's not even that they validated her as santa at the end it's like the universe is creating her into santa throughout this whole film she looks she knows Mm -hmm. that these kids are good um i really liked it in the uh when when bill Hader is the quote-unquote mall santa right and that little brat is sitting on his lap and she's like she just hears into her. She's like, No, he's not going to bring you anything because you were mean to such and such because of her lisp. And the mom's like, She's supposed to be your best friend. And Bell Haters are like, How did you know that? And she's like, I don't know. She was giving off a such and such vibe. <laughs> it was just very, all this was very, very, uh, and then she was translating it. I mean, all this stuff was just naturally happening to her and she didn't even. That's why I don't think she was self-serving and, and selfish like, like we were supposed to get out of it because as these things are happening, she doesn't even begin to think, wait, maybe I'm Santa. Like, it's all, how does, what, how does how is what is happening to me right now help others,
3: right? hmm She was very Santa-y the whole time to me. Yeah. I agree with that. I don't yeah. buy this. I didn't buy the self-serving part. I was, that was glad that was that there was not...
2: I was glad there was not a romance out of the box Right, like it maybe alluded to them being somewhat interested in each other, but like back burner, not even important. I love the way that that resolved itself, and that it it was really more focused on his relationship with his son.
3: I'm glad that they didn't force Billy Eichner into this villainy role. He didn't want the job, but if he was right. going to take the job, he was going to do it his way. But he was. Right. Just as he's thrilled when guy. they came, but when they came back, <laughs> not to have to do it. And I was afraid, like the first time I was watching it, how oh, he's not going to want to give it up, and there's going to be this conflict at yeah. the end. And I was glad they didn't go that
1: route.
2: Yeah, yeah. I loved where the elves looked. I'm glad they were not animated elves. We didn't really see any bits of elf in the trailers for the movie and i think we were all somewhat worried we saw snow cone but i don't remember straight up seeing what the elves look like at least connecting them as the elves and i liked that they were just humans all with the all snow clone.
3: cone reminded me of was the stupid elves in the santa chronicles mixed with ch- stupid chet's personality from yep, the santa Chet, that's too. what i kept thinking oh of. yeah well
2: I, I did it for I, I, kids i'm sure kids I, I did love like, even
0: though, though with the CGI and... was bad i thought the way that the uh
3: I like the reindeers butting their antlers every time
2: they took yes, off. That
0: yeah. and the way, they, the way they walk in step, like they're they're like mm-hmm. they're like this team, right? This like, let's
2: do this. Uh, I, I, like I did that that. I
3: did, I liked that about the reindeer. I hated when Noelle said, They're your whatever, not cuddly little pets. And I was like, hashtag not my Santa, because my Santa and my Mrs. Claus treat their reindeer like pets, not just she team. was
2: trying to be a hardball for her brother. Trying to yep. snap no. him into, snap him into gear. Uh, I totally so, see her as thinking they're her pets.
3: Oh, I mean, just look I, the way she I is got with none of like, that. little Chet, with oh little God. Chet. Exactly. That's all I kept <laughs> calling him too. Oh, <laughs> me
0: too. I, I, did, I, I didn't buy. He, and the bleeding was just so obnoxious. I feel like the whole movie could have done without his character, and we would not have lost a thing.
2: Kids love was, it. Jude loved. Jude absolutely loved Snow Cone. Huh. he's three but like he cracked up he thought it was so funny I buy it. not saying my three-year-old has good taste in <laughs> movies but you know <laughs> her but movie I elements the, i
3: loved the look of the sleigh and even though no, the cgi even though the cgi was awful that when they're the close-ups of her in the sleigh in the sky with the lanterns and the clouds i i thought that looked so magical uh-huh and her outfit, when it finally fits her, I love that the suit fits you once you fit the suit. I, I liked like that. that I did too. Mm-hmm. And and that that, that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I knew as soon as you know she saw that little girl again that she'd walk out and the suit would fit yeah. her.
2: Yep.
0: Her
3: interaction with that little girl
0: at the end was cute too.
2: Hmm.
3: <laughs> I we were me and Sarah were watching this together. <laughs> And uh, when she said, when she, when she was talking to her nanny, who, by the way, Polly was my favorite character in this film. Polly.
0: Oh, epic. Like you. But it's sure um, said, she's going to steal the show.
3: Yeah. When she's talking to her, first of all, I loved, that was my favorite scene in the whole movie. The, their talk right before she took off on Christmas Eve, and she was giving her, you know, from the first moment I held you, I mm-hmm. said, you had that twinkle.
1: Mm-hmm. Like I,
3: uh, that was the sweetest scene in the movie for me. That's my favorite scene in the movie. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, And you could tell, and like just the acting in that scene, Shirley MacLaine, it was like, it was like a lifelong nanny or mother figure talking to her mm-hmm. daughter. But when Noelle said, I'm afraid somebody's going to wake up. And say you're not Santa Claus. The mm-hmm. entire watching this guest, Sarah, looked over. And was like, "That's exactly what I'd say if I woke up mm-hmm. <laughs> Christmas Eve and this woman dressed as Santa is standing in the middle of my house."
0: <laughs> Some cute young girl in a, in a Santa <laughs> costume.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so again, I, I don't hate the movie. It's just the parts I didn't like i really didn't like i I did love everything you're not gonna like my you're not gonna like my rating anthony
0: you're (laughs) not gonna like mine either so it's okay i'm I'm surprised i'm not surprised i mean you're gonna ruin this
3: for everybody this is why we can't have nice things people (laughs) i'm sorry i'm sorry i still stand by my point that because we're used to such high qual- high volume output from Hallmark and these other crappy made for TV movies that when one that looks halfway decent comes out with some decent star power, people tend to go easy. Hmm. That's I don't feel like it. I didn't
0: go easy. It gave me what I was looking for and what I wanted.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It, I think this I, is I, my get... North
2: pole.
0: It's my North pole too. So, and the other, so what I am going to say, I just want to let all of our listeners know just so uh, we'll post pictures But um, this year for Christmas, we decided to give ourselves um, or give each other really cool, fancy Tits the podcast jackets. And it's really sad that Anthony's that has not even been printed yet uh, got lost in the mail.
2: (laughs) My gosh,
0: so mean! It's got me. It's it's sad. It's sad. It's not going to make it uh, from Southern California to New York. Until maybe like August.
2: That's
3: naughty. Again, to reiterate one of my things I didn't like about this film is we have covered a lot of movies in the past two and a half years. Mm -hmm. And we have said a lot of them, oh, I liked how this film paid homage to such and such films that came before it. But again, I didn't feel this movie paid homage so much as ripped off three of the big ones, in my opinion. Elf for obvious reasons. Miracle on 34th Street, for obvious reasons, including, you know, Santa being put in a mental institution. And Mm -hmm. the Santa Claus, with the way she just started naturally recognizing who's naughty and nice and just started naturally developing her powers without even trying. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: And the Chet. And the IT guy at the North Pole who almost ruins Christmas. So, for me, it was like they took ideas from a few classics and mashed it together and it just on that level didn't
0: work for me. I'm going to push back it. and say I don't think that that's the case. I think that all this has been done and it's going to be really hard to find a show that doesn't in some way pull from other from other thi- from other films. Well, I would agree yeah, Elf with you fish it, out it of water is a story.
3: I I will agree with you it is hard and I, that's why I don't I don't think like for, honestly like for the most part you had elf and then you didn't have one another one again for over a decade like if you i know you guys ranked the santa chronicles up there as a classic which is fine but like if you look at that there's a 15 year 15 year gap between elf and the santa chronicles and i think that's why it's because it is hard to come up with an original story elf was an original story Miracle on 34th Street was the odd remake that happens to be better than the original. Spoiler alert. Yeah. (laughs) We had that one nailed.
2: Yeah, I think we had that one nailed.
3: I didn't say I didn't like the original.
2: We'll just have to see now, won't we?
3: We will have to see. (laughs) But anyway, I don't know. Like I said, I... It's, I was really looking forward to this, and it saddens me. I didn't love it. But everything with Anna Kendrick's story, the woman empowerment story, her becoming Santa, I did love. If they had got rid of Phoenix and Bill Hader and touched up their CGI, I would have really liked this movie a lot more. Hmm. But let's get into quotes and favorite scenes.
0: Okay, so when she's talking about going to Phoenix, and she reads it and she says, Phoenix, Arizona. I thought that yeah. was that, that made me Arizona. Laugh a reason or, yeah phoenix Arizona. i like that a lot and then i liked it when um elf polly when she's when she tells she's going to phoenix she says phoenix that sounds horrible because that is exactly <laughs> how i feel about phoenix arizona <laughs> i've okay, had made- more
3: i had seen some more so than quotes but i did mm-hmm. like the bit where she's talking to the doctor in the hospital and, the, and she's like I know you probably think I'm crazy and the doctor's like you're not crazy Some I have a patient who said he was a tooth fairy and she scoffs mother nature and she scoffs <laughs> and she's like I had a patient the other day he believes he's a frosty the snowman she's like frosty's here no you know what you can't fool me it's too hot here for frosty he doesn't feel like going inside at the north pole such a drama queen
2: <laughs> <laughs> I loved that that was so funny to me <laughs>
3: and that just made me disappointed we didn't get a shot of frosty
0: (laughs) i liked it when uh when she goes to meet the private eye he's like why are you so red why are you wearing winter hat and mittens in phoenix she just looked because it's an ensemble (laughs) (laughs) i also like the the way they they have christmas verbiage like when elf polly says your mother will not be jolly about this she's like that's a pretty that's pretty stocking half empty those kind of things are are yeah (laughs) fun I've already used stocking half empty a few times over the last couple of days
3: (laughs) so so I liked when um, when they're breaking her out of the hospital and the private eye turns to the window and sees this sleigh flying and he's like in shock and she's like what you've seen the sleigh and the reindeer before I mean it's 80 feet in the air now but that's the only difference (laughs) <laughs> uh, so I love to make fun of yoga.
0: I, really I do always always call I it yoga and have for years. So when she starts with the yogurt pants, I just lost it. I lost it. And then he comes back and he says when uh when the private eye comes back and he says, Oh, I found your brother. I'm doing this from memory. She's like, I found your brother. She's like, oh, how'd you do that? He's like, it was the yoga the yoga pants. She's like, why does everybody keep saying that to me?
3: <laughs> so so did but you that, guys say I you like yogurt? Did you guys say you liked the elves in this movie? I thought the elves I were a bit, I liked I like the look of the elves and the design of the elves and the North Pole yeah. and everything. But I thought the elves themselves were a little cynical for Santa's elves.
2: They were and they were yeah. they were. They were. But the way they looked is what I was talking about.
3: Oh, the the costumes are amazing, but I I, I could have done with a little less (laughs) cynicism on the elves part. And I wasn't sure about the idea of the elves getting to approve who gets to be sent or not. Even though in theory it makes... Oh, I love that Polly became an elf elder.
2: Yeah, I like that too. Uh, I obviously loved the sign language scene of both of them. Incorporating that overall. Um i believe anna kendrick acting surprised that she could just bust out some sign language that was believable to me i really liked it
0: a little over
3: the top okay.
0: um speaking of the cynical <laughs> elves that i really liked a lot no it was not over the top i'm gonna act like i didn't hear that and keep moving on uh,
3: <laughs> oh, I, thought, I thought i thought you were referring to me as a cynical cynical elves I was in, no I no was,
0: as the elves when uh <laughs> when the little boy i can't think of his name right now when he says dad when are we gonna see paul so, see noel and polly again and polly just says probably never <laughs> uh i also like when it's not the line it's anna kendrick's delivery when she sees the private eye and his son and uh, he says we heard about these reindeer and we came down are you part of this and she just goes yes i know these reindeer (laughs) (laughs) i did get a little tired of seeing the reindeer in the air you know doing eating churros stealing people's cotton candy yeah. that stuff Um I liked it when she goes to find Bill Hader and uh Bill Hader's doing the Christmas yoga and they've got like the the very typical yoga music Indian yoga music going and it's Christmas and he's like mm-hmm. okay and now on to downward facing reindeer
3: <laughs> I liked the running gag with the really bad CGI puffins yeah uh, <laughs> scatter puffins scatter puffins and I, I we touched on it earlier but the music in this film is really good both the mm-hmm. score and the soundtrack for the most part mm-hmm. and I, I loved that like kind of like adventurous upbeat music every time the sleigh took off for the first
2: time uh-huh mm-hmm. yeah that was great
0: i don't know if it wasn't if it was an intentional homage but i did like the when she's at the store and she holds up the really Rotund Santa soap dispenser, and looks like she's like that's kind of offensive. Just reminded me of Christmas Chronicles. <laughs> uh, the other line I really liked a lot was when the 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 boy is like, uh, she's like, where are you from again? Where do you say you're from again? She said up north, and he says Can- Canada, and she goes, Canada wishes. <laughs> yeah, that made me. <laughs> that was funny too. <laughs> and she's accused of stealing, and she's like, of course not. Stealing is naughty. <laughs> I also liked her, she's upset because everybody's mad at her now and she's like, everyone's mad at me and they yell at me and nobody's giving my Kringle discount. She's such a good character. She's looking at something when she's when she and Bill Hader are having their 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 issue and they're fighting and she's looking to do something to get back at him and all she can think to do is blow out a candle.
2: <sighs> That's serious here.
3: <laughs> like you just said, Tom, I'm not sure if this was intentional, but it was a nice little homage. This was an homage I felt to the um when she flies the sleigh for the first time, she kind of gets it to take off accidentally by just saying the magic word, like Tim mm-hmm. Allen did in the Santa Claus, when he's like, let's go. And she's mm-hmm. like, I'll just have to rely on Dasher. And that Dasher's cute. Yeah. Hit the antlers and go. Yeah. I
0: didn't get the impression that was on accident. I felt that was her way
3: of getting them to go.
0: I don't know. Oh, I felt like it was on accident. Huh. I have to watch it again. I thought it was her way. I thought she was doing it on purpose. I thought it was
3: on accident, purely because like she seemed shocked when they take off. She had like the look of shock on her face when they took off. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I like how other people respond to her throughout the the film. Like when um, she's at the store and she picks up that that package and says, "Sir, this says Santa Claus. You know it's Santa Claus. This will just get sent back if you don't fix it." <laughs> <laughs>
3: again i really liked her speech at the at the end about how they deliver ipads to kids once a year but meanwhile there are people (laughs) living in poverty and homelessness and that's just really sweet speech she gives and i -hmm. love that Hmm. yeah
0: i I do like the recurring theme that everybody
3: wants an ipad yes that was (laughs) funny that joke you don't need to ask is it a christmas movie yes definitely it's a Christmas, For the Christmas, Christmas test. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. You want to rank this thing?
2: Yep. Absolutely. I'm going to come in at a 7.99, which is exactly what I gave the Christmas Chronicles. I'm going to give
0: this one a 9.25. It's <laughs> a bit chilly. It'd be real nice to have a Tiss the Podcast jacket right about now, wouldn't it? <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're such a jerk. <laughs> 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 do me a favor though
0: <laughs> I, I'm not implying Anthony that this is quid quo pro, pro but your jacket arrival time may depend on your rating
3: I, I don't think I'm going to be as low as I even thought I was going to be looking at some of these scores <laughs> do you think you guys swayed me a little bit which does oh, not happen often okay uh, yeah okay I'm I'm going to go 7.5 7. Wow. 6, nice. 7. which wow. puts it in at 8.28 which puts it in at number 11 on the list between The Secret Santa and Joyous Noel and Love Actually mm-hmm. slash Santa Claus the movie so.
2: sweet that's not
0: a bad placement I like it when we have disagreements and, and come closer together at the end it's a Christmas
3: miracle yeah so I will be expecting my jacket I got in front of the <laughs> microphone and did what you wanted <laughs> on and air proof,
0: proof of like life that, uh, right there <laughs> like that like that call we got in the mail like, like that
3: call we got i said what you wanted now we please
0: oh
1: that was a, a call from friends, your friend from right
0: Adam.
3: yeah uh, so we got a comment on social media i want to read not related to the movie but cool. edgar edgar allen doe as <laughs> in homer simpson's doe posted a thread on our subreddit does anyone else save episodes for november slash December? I just discovered podcasts last year. I know I'm late on that discovery, but I was always a music person until I got a new job and a daily commute. This late arrival, coupled with my absolute obsession with Christmas, meant that I immediately searched Christmas-themed podcasts once the season rolled around. I always start from the very beginning with my podcast, so it meant I had quite a back catalog to catch up on. I was quite excited to discuss it the- to Discover Tis the Podcast last year, but decided that I would save the episodes for just November and December so that I could ensure I had enough to consistently listen to nothing but Christmas podcasts for both months for this year as well. I made it through the November 11th, 2018 show last year on my binge, although I did skip episodes involving Christmas horror movies and episodes about specific movies I had no interest in watching, such as Santa's Slay and All American Christmas Carol. I have gone back and listened to those episodes this year and continuing on my binge now. I am still glad to not have watched either of those movies, though. I expect to be caught by the time the big day rolls around. I genuinely enjoy listening to them this way since it makes them a special treat for my morning Christmas commute. I listened to the episode on Miracle on 34th Street this morning with my Christmas Starbucks, the only problem I find with this method is it does hinder my ability to actively interact with the podcast in the form of questions and surveys. I not only really care about that side of things, but I like how the trio interacts so much with their listeners. I have a huge master list of Christmas movies slash episodes I have personally maintained, and I like to compare and contrast to my favorite Align 2 with the trios. We definitely disagree about how the Grinch stole Christmas 2000 version. Thank you so much for spreading your Christmas cheer and keeping the spirit alive all 365 days of the year, even if I save the spirit for the last two months. Also, if your replier mentioned this comment in an upcoming episode, I should hear it in about 40 episodes. Winky.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's really neat. That's some discipline.
3: Yeah, I was about to say, because then... uh, Disco pointed out there's nothing wrong with doing it the way you do it, but the beauty of this podcast is the interactivity. Seems a shame to miss out on that, but horses for courses. And then we got two other comments because I found it interesting what other listeners thought about saving it versus listening. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chris Lowe wrote, I found the podcast just a couple months ago, so I've been catching up but skipping some episodes of movies I haven't seen or heard of so that I will eventually catch up working on it. Also happy to hear that someone else disagrees about the review and ranking." Of how the Grinch stole Christmas, I, sw- mm-hmm. I swear this. I'm not reading these comments because I'm getting people in my corner. I didn't realize sure. this. Since it's one of my f- absolute favorites, actually I didn't have... finish the episode because I thought it was so hard to hear such negative views on what is, in my opinion, a fantastic oh. Christmas movie that I watch multiple times every season. Chris flow I just want to say I agree with you, good sir, and or I agree with you, and. We back when we were in those early days, we got multiple people writing in and saying I was the one who was bullied.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that was the that was a aggressive episode.
0: <laughs> because the the level of hatred I have for that movie knows no bounds. It is the worst of the worst. It is Jim I would just like to point. I would just like to point out for the I would just like to point terrible.
3: I would just like to point out for the record that I respected your opinion, even though I disagreed with it, and I didn't hold money hostage <laughs> or gifts <laughs> hostage because you gave it a level score. And we got one more comment on this thread from Where To Next April, who wrote, I don't. Once I got caught up, discovered the podcast this past spring. I listen weekly, or at most, am one to three weeks behind. I like the Christmas feeling year-round, so the episodes help me keep the magic going, and they serve as a great countdown to Christmas.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I, like. I love that. You I love know, our I listeners. Like, the only thing I'll say to the actual person who created this post, Edgar Allan Doe. I say whatever you, you want. Not. He won't hear it for a few months. <laughs> 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 I can understand you not wanting to watch Santa's Slay. But if you are in the right setting with the right people and maybe a few drinks in you, that could be a very fun movie. And that movie still it amazes me how often that comes up on our podcast, <laughs> considering we all
0: <laughs> trash. For sure. Uh, it's so, I mean, the it's, it's not even the whole movie. Like, I, I wouldn't say the whole movie. You at least should see the intro because it's just so unbelievable.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the first 10 minutes, absolutely. And there's one more comment I want to read. And I think it's something we discussed last year, but we can remind our listeners. So Dunder and Blixem wrote, O3 wrote on Reddit, I suppose this is a question of the week for the L's, but I'm genuinely interested in your listeners' thoughts as well. I assume that all of us are a little Christmas crazy. Listening to your podcast, watching Christmas movies, and listening to Christmas music year-round, something I've been doing as long as I can remember. But I'm worried that I'm missing out on the true, on keeping the true season those last few weeks in December extra special as a result. What are some ways you elevate your Christmas feels in those days leading up to the 25th?
2: It's a good question.
3: It is. Julia, why do not you give us a good answer?
2: (laughs) I don't know about a good answer, but the closer we get to Christmas, the more we try and be intentional about slowing that time down, right? So my mom brain interpretation of that is what more can we do in the small amount of time we have like together? So that's when we really ramp up like, like the all family stuff, right? We'll mm-hmm. do Christmas lights early on in the season and we'll still do it late in the season, but when it gets closer and closer is when we're putting Christmas cards together. So it's like intentional, no um electronic time together, right? Um and that helps some. But there's nothing that slows that time down. Not no. near as slow as I want it to be.
3: What about you, Tom? Do you have any tips or tricks? So-
0: for me, the focus of this when we when we're here and when we're in the season is always the religious side of things. So, I have a couple of books I read through every year. Our Advent starts in about an hour and twelve minutes, so we'll enter into that mode. Which um, we have a lot of readings and prayers that help focus and center on where it should be. We do. Um, we have our Advent wreath and candles that we'll light and. Every, every Sunday night, you know, we light a new candle and we, we have our readings. And then there's, uh, we do the star from afar, which I've talked about, which is um, our replacement for Elf on the Shelf. Uh, every day, the Ellie has to find the stars. And it was a little closer to the nativity. And then uh, on Christmas, Christ will be placed in the nativity, and the star has arrived above the manger. Um, and this year, we're doing the giving manger, which is a cool little thing where you've got a, an empty manger and we have it on our icon table. And when we do kind acts for others and do things for other people, you get to put hay, a piece of hay in there and you're supposed to fill the manger with hay before Mativity or before Christmas. Um, So you're giving Jesus a warm place for when he's born. Um, And by doing that, we're keeping in our minds, um, we're doing things as a family we're slowing down and we're keeping our our hearts and our minds where they should be how about you anthony
3: ditto to both of you guys
2: <laughs>
3: i knew i was gonna read this question tonight and i didn't well just like i know every week we're going to rank a movie and i'm not prepared <laughs> i didn't have a. Uh, <laughs> I can't think quick on my rankings i uh i don't have an answer prepared I, I, I do try to do what Julia does in the lead up like less electronics more family time more friends time things like that mm-hmm. and like Tom said too focusing a little bit more on the true meaning of the season mm-hmm. and that's how I try to keep the actual season special where can all of our listeners answer Dunder and Blixem's question with how they keep the season extra special yeah I hope they do answer because I'd like to spend some time
0: focused on that next week um not that I don't like talking about our movies and everything, but uh, it'll be a fun time for us to listen and, and maybe get some new things that we can adapt. Christine's actually going to a an Advent kind of workshop thing where a bunch of moms are getting together and they're discussing what they do during Advent um, to keep the spirit of Christmas and and the anticipation of Christ's birth in alive and in their home, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's doing that this week, so hope maybe I'll have some new answers too, but... For those of you who want to participate, you can talk to us on any of our social channels. If you go to tizthepodcast.com slash Reddit, you go to our Reddit, Facebook, you go to our Facebook, Facebook group, you go to our Facebook group, which is pretty amazing. And we have such an active following. I can't keep up with all the amazing stuff that's going on there. I, every time I get on, I feel overwhelmed and it takes me forever just to get caught up. And I love it. Uh, you can go on to do the same thing for Twitter uh, or Instagram and uh you can also join our patreon and get some
3: cool patreon stuff that's coming your way so the next two weeks this is our if you guys can believe it last episode that drops in november wow is that right
0: that is correct there's a schedule next up no it's right no it's right uh we're we're a week ahead remember
2: right
3: so happy thanksgiving to all of y'all Americans who celebrate. (laughs) And uh, maybe keep an eye out for a bonus Thanksgiving episode we are going to try to record for Patreon. And uh, we may drop last year's in our regular feed, if you guys are cool with it, like we did with Hocus Pocus.
2: Yeah, works for
1: me.
3: So keep your eye out for some bonus Thanksgiving content. We're working hard to to make this time of year extra special for our listeners, because uh, I'm putting out... Even more content than we usually do. Mm -hmm. But in terms of our regular feed, the next two weeks, the first two weeks of December, which is crazy to say out loud. Yes. uh, We will be covering – so next week we will be covering more Disney content, the animated television specials, the Prep and Landing series, the two specials and the little one (laughs) mini short And the week after that, we will be covering the original Miracle on 34th Street. I'm excited. Yeah, I am too. You know what else I'm excited about, guys? What What else are you excited about, Anthony? We only have 720. (laughs) Wait, is that right? 720 hours until Christmas. (laughs) That seems so low. We are one month. Until Christmas,
0: 30 days.
2: It's only four weeks.
0: That is insane, y'all.
2: That is insane. It's only four four Mondays.
3: Finish your shopping and finish your baking and wrapping and make this time of year extra special. So let's enjoy the ride. Oh, I'm suddenly feeling nauseous again, y'all. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) So do your homework, everyone, and uh, we'll speak to you next week. Hi